Fade on back, fade on back, fade on back, as I always say and as the song says. Well, ladies and gents, SmackDown Live after WrestleMania 35. Held at the Barclays Center on Tuesday night. Now, I know I'm a little late on this podcast or this segment talking about SmackDown Live. I had a really busy day yesterday. Kids had to be ran around everywhere. I just didn't get to it, so I do apologize. But let me first start off by saying that this week, as far as wrestling goes, I've been on this grading scale thing. Monday night and Tuesday night, I have to say, just for me, myself, a B. You know, high C, B level. So it wasn't that exciting for me. And and entertaining, but I think it'll get there. It just wasn't, like I said the other day, it wasn't spectacular. It wasn't out of this world. It wasn't a home run, but it also wasn't a flunk or a fluke or anything of the sort. It was it was subpar. But I want to take a second to remind all my listeners that have listened and to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You know, nobody's nobody's put their input in, has messaged me on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, but we'll get there. Believe me, I want to I want to know your input. I want to see your comments about this podcast. And I want to know where you heard me from. Talking about where you can hear me from, you can now hear me on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and the brand new one has finally accepted this podcast, Overcast. So, again, this is your host, Ralph Wentz, hosting, I would say, the best in the world podcast, Bump the Mat. We're going to sit here and talk about SmackDown Live. Hosted on Tuesday, like I said, at the Barclays Center. But SmackDown Live started off with the New Day, a.k.a. Kofi, celebrating his win at WrestleMania 35 over Daniel Bryan. Had a big balloon arch that stretched all the way across the ring, a 20 by 20 ring. Just picture that in your head. That's a big freaking arch. But during his celebration, it got interrupted by the bar. Pretty much the same thing that happened last night, or the night before, on Raw, with him and Seth's match. Barr came out and said they wanted to do a six-man tag. Well, again, my math's not that great. You have three people with the New Day and two people with the Bar. So New Day said, well, I don't think your math's that right, because there's three of us, two of you. So Cesaro said that he had met somebody on Raw that wanted to come over and be on their team just for that night. And it was Drew McIntyre, the Scottish psychopath, they say. So they set up that match for later on, and we'll get to that match later on in the show. But next was the Usos and the Hardys. I am a big Hardys fan. They are Carolina boys like me. I have seen them wrestle, 
hundreds of times, hundreds of times. Pay-per-views, Raws, Smackdowns. I like the Usos, but I, I love the Hardys. And big shout-out to the Hardys for being Carolina boys. So, the Usos retained at WrestleMania 35 in a fatal four-way match with Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Bar versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus the Usos, and they did end up retaining their titles at WrestleMania 35 on Sunday. But lost them Tuesday to the Hardys. Now, it was a shocker to hear because you had a fatal four-way at WrestleMania and then had a singles match or single tag match on Tuesday and lose to the Hardys. Now I have my own suspicions why they, the Hardys won, but still doesn't bring up the, you know, still doesn't change the fact that it was just a little weird to see that they wouldn't lose it to who I thought they would lose it to at WrestleMania, Ricochet and Aleister Black, but they would lose it to the Hardys. No disrespect to the Hardys. I just didn't think it would happen. So they, you know, Vince McMahon, once again, shocked us again, manipulated us again, and that's okay because I'm a Hardy fan. But after the match, it kind of turned for the bad. For the Hardys, that is. Lars Sullivan, the same guy I talked about on Tuesday night that interrupted Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin's little dispute back and forth and came and attacked Kurt Angle. Lars Sullivan came out and destroyed the Hardys. Why? I couldn't tell you, other than the fact that my guess, Vince McMahon and Triple H are trying to build Lars Sullivan to the point where first he attacked one guy, now he's attacking two guys. If I had to guess, and I was a betting man, he's going to be attacking a team with three people next, just to build him up and build his aura up. Like I said, he is the next Brock Lesnar. He is a Brock Lesnar and Gene Snitsky doll, pretty much. Put them together, This that's what you get for this guy. Becky comes out and celebrates her title win. Well, as you saw on Monday, that didn't go so well for her after she got out of the ring. Same thing happened this time on Tuesday. She got out of the ring, walking up the ramp, turned her back, and Lacey Evans comes out and clocks her. Clocks her and walks away. I mean, that's a statement. And if it's not a statement, fans, listeners, WWE Universe, you need to start checking out Lacey Evans. She's an ex-Marine. She used to be an NXT. So if you don't know who she is, you haven't paid attention, go to WWE Network. You get the first month free for new subscribers, only $9.99. And look up Lacey Evans. I think you will be highly impressed. She was also in this year's 2019 Royal Rumble for the women. She had a very impressive showing. Her and Charlotte went at it a couple times. And I think she's going to be quite, quite good myself. But on to more... Uh, more topics. Alistair Black, Ricochet, and Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev, and Andre, Andrade Cien Almas. 
Well, now I guess he's just called Andrade. I don't know why they took Cian Almas out, but Shinsuke Rusev and Andrade. Ali hits a 450 splash off the top ropes to win the match, but then Randy Orton comes out and hits him with an RKO. Why? My guess, once again, Randy is getting called upon to build the talent and need I remind you, Ali was in the title picture. He was going to be Daniel Bryan's opponent at WrestleMania 35. Sadly, unfortunately, he got hurt. So Ali is now probably going to be taking on Randy Orton at some point in the near future. But not only Randy Orton showing up and disrupting the end of the match with Ali, Kevin Owens shows up and hits Rusev with a stunner. Now, honestly, that's a good physical matchup right there for me. I w- I'm going to pay my hard-earned money if they are close to where I live on the Outer Banks to see them wrestle. If not, the next pay-per-view, the next Tuesday Night SmackDown, or with the Superstar Shake-Up, it could be a Monday Night Raw. I'm going to tune in and I'm going to watch. Carmella noted that winning the Battle Royal was just the beginning for her. No, Carmella is not just the beginning for you. I am sorry. You are an interesting talent. Your charisma is there. Your energy is there. But our truth let's face it, our truth has been carrying you for the last couple months now. Our truth is a great talent. He is very exciting to watch. Very entertaining. Without our truth, Carmella... You would not have been in, I don't think you would even be in that match. And you won it cheaply, by the way. And WWE, in my opinion, needs to get rid of this whole rule where you get to slide underneath the ropes and, and hide. And then come out at the very end. It's not entertaining anymore. There's no surprise factor. The WWE fans don't like it. I don't like it. Let me know what you guys think, the listeners. Do you like that rule? Do you think it should be exterminated? Because it has no surprising factor for me anymore. I'm sorry. Somebody who slides out at the beginning of the Royal Rumble match, or Battle Royal, and then comes back at the end, just pretty cheap to me. But Carmella did say that that was just the beginning for her. Honestly, I think her time is up, and... She, like Sasha Banks and Bailey, are just getting stale. They've been there for a minute. They have no creative way they're going with you know with their characters. They're just stale. Stay with our truth. Get more charisma. Get more entertainment. Get more entertaining. Then it'll be your time. So after the Carmella R Truth thing. Samoa Joe comes out and puts the Coquina Clutch on R-Truth. Now, Samoa Joe is your United States champion. R-Truth was your United States champion. Maybe they go somewhere with that. And I'd like to see Samoa Joe hold the United States Open Challenge like John Cena did a couple years back. Odds of that happening, they probably just want John Cena to do that. So we'll see where it goes from there. But interestingly enough, Strowman comes out and attacks Joe. 
and puts a little bit of a beating on him until Joe slides out and gets away from him. That is actually a lot better matchup, I think, and very interesting to look at as far as story building goes. Because as I've said before, Strowman, I think, is getting put on the back burner. His time was a year ago. It was a couple months ago, really. But he, I think he's been there too long to play the tough man role, and I don't think anybody is really buying into it. They will buy into it if he wins a match a tough man way or if he wins a title the tough man way. Now, he's not all that great on the mic, but he does win the fans over. So something interesting like that could happen, in my opinion, I'd like to see Strowman win a title. I think he deserves it. He's too big, too strong, and just has that look of a champion. And they haven't given him a champion championship since he's been there. So we'll see where it goes with that. Next, the Iconics undefeated, or the Iconics. No, how do I say that? Iconics went head-to-head with the undefeated Brooklyn Bells. The Brooklyn Bells. If you've never heard of them, you... No, actually, I've never even heard of them. They're a jobber team. The Iconics, I'm sure, put a little bit of a whooping on them, but made more fun of them. Made more at fun of them. So, the Iconics are going to be an entertainment segment as far as championship goes. They're going to be that entertainment champion, not their fighting champion like Seth Rollins or a Charlotte or anybody like that. So, unfortunately, that's where I see the Iconics, or I'm sorry, the Iconics at this time. They cut to an interview with Paige to the back. So, it's very shocking to see Paige there. We haven't seen her since she wanted to, you know, build her movie, Fighting With My Family. It's been uh, about a month and a half, two months since I've seen Paige at a SmackDown. Paige noted that she was bringing a tag team with her next week to SmackDown. I don't really know what that means. I don't really get it. I don't know who she could be bringing over. I think it's a couple NXT people. Maybe it's Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey's friends. Honestly, thinking of it now, I could see that. But, again, they got us. You know, let's face it, Vince got us again, Triple H got us again, the creative got us on SmackDown a couple times to where we need to tune in next week, not only for the Superstar Shake-Up, but, as far as this topic goes, to see who Paige is talking about, who she plans on bringing over. So, segueing, seg, there I go again, segueing, segueing, into Paige, because they are best friends. Updating news, urgent news, I guess you should say, to some people who enjoy Nia Jax. She will be out for an indefinite amount of time with ACL tears in both knees. It's very unfortunate to see that as an athletic standpoint of view, as a person, but i got to be honest it will probably be beneficial. So I hope you recover soon, fast, and in a hurry. But take your time. Nothing, you know, no disrespect, but take your time. 
I think the women's division is going to be perfectly fine without you. So we'll, t- time will only tell with that one. Shane McMahon came out and poked fun at Miz and Miz's dad, as well he should, because that segment at WrestleMania 35 where Shane McMahon versus Miz and Miz's dad came into the ring and held up his hands like he was going to box him was hilarious and a very good match. But Shane came out and blamed that he had a black eye due to Miz's dad punching him in the eye, which, if you know, and if you watch WrestleMania 35, that wasn't the case. Miz's dad didn't lay a hand on Shane. But it was also funny to watch and very entertaining for me. So, as I stated at the beginning of this podcast, that the New Day was going to verse The Bar and Drew McIntyre. Well, the New Day defeated The Bar and Drew McIntyre, so I didn't really care a lot about that match, to be honest. There is a report out there that Big E will be out for an indefinite amount of time due to some injury that he sustained, some meniscus tears, I think, in his left knee. So we'll see where that goes. It could be a starting point of the breakup of the New Day. Just don't know. But that pretty much concludes my SmackDown rundown for SmackDown Live after WrestleMania 35. Don't forget, Superstar Shake-Up next Monday and Tuesday. I will be paying close attention. I will give my updates for Monday night's episode on Sunday, and I'll give my updates on Tuesday night's episode on Monday about who will go where, who do I think will go to SmackDown, who I think will go to Raw, blah, 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 blah. So, go over to my buddy's podcast. His name's Justin Bateman. He runs the WWE Mentality Podcast over on Apple. Again, he knows what he's talking about. He's been there. He's been that. He, you know, he's, he's the WCW guy. He's the ECW guy. He's the Attitude Era guy. And the PG era guy, too, I guess I should say. So go over there and check him out. He's at WWE Mentality. I want to, I want again, thank my listeners, the, the, the 40-something that I now have. And like I said the other day, if we don't get to where I want to be, that's perfectly okay. Because honestly, talking WWE and talking wrestling, hearing the fans, listening to their comments... It's so that that's winning for me. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to for, you know, for subscribing. I want to thank Anchor for all their help, troubleshooting, tech support, emails that I've gotten in, emails that I've replied to and gotten back. Thank you, Anchor, for helping me out launching this podcast and getting it off the ground. Let me see here. Again, you can find me at Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and now the brand new one that I just got put on, Overcast. But one quick little thing I'd like to add. If you're ever on the Outer Banks, like I said, this is a very tourism place. If you're listening to me right now and you live in another state, or live in another county or town or whatever, if you're ever out at night, 
my buddy Phil. OBX Chico is what they call him. He does Uber. Very nice guy. Very clean vehicle. He sits six people. He will get you to where you need to be quick, fast, and in a hurry. And his slogan is that, let me drive you, it's better than walking. Perfect slogan, I think. But that pretty much wraps up my segment on the SmackDown Live show after WrestleMania. Once again, I'm your host, Ralph Wentz, and this was another wonderful segment of Bump the Mat. I'm taking flight. I'm getting out of here. Later.